0: From the studios of 2SER in Sydney, Australia, to the world. This is a Gay Waves podcast. Proudly produced on Gadigal land. The tense Queer Screen Film Festival starts next week, and I'm very excited to be talking to the festival director of the Queer Screen Festival, Lisa Rose. Lisa, welcome to Queer, uh, queer Screen? Gay Waves. <laughs>
1: Thanks for having me on Gay Waves, Mark.
0: Thank you for joining us today because I know you must be really busy. It's just around the corner. But um, I wanted to start off with, uh, can you share a bit about your journey and how you became involved in the film uh, festival industry, uh, specifically with Queer Screen?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I've been involved with Chris Green since uh, 2012, so it's been 11 years, um, my longest relationship I've ever had. Um, And uh, I started off as a volunteer, which is always a great way to get involved with the organisation. The organisation itself has been around for for 30 years um, and I just have always loved um, film and particularly queer film. And so uh, I had a long term relationship end and thought, what am I going to do with myself? Um, I'll marry a film festival instead. Um, So I kind of did that and volunteered for a few years and then I was on the board of directors and then uh, kind of had an epiphany where I realised I was in the wrong career. Um, So I moved into the festival director role uh, in May 2017 and um, I've been doing it ever since.
0: What sort of inspired you to take on the festival director role and what did you hope to achieve by taking on the role?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I really just... I think I just really had that moment where um, you know queer film has been such an important part of my life and and I think that festivals like ours are still so important to exist and so I really wanted to make sure that um, that kind of continued and uh, I learned so much from the previous festival Retro Paul Struthers um, who was really uh, inclusive and and taught me a lot and it just kind of made me realize that I'd you know I'd kind of found my calling was to to sort of dedicate my life to this kind of this kind of, um, kind of thing. And I think that, um, you know, Queer Screen obviously has survived for 30 years as a not-for-profit um, LGBTIQ plus uh, arts um, organisation, which is something to be celebrated. But, you know, making sure that we are still relevant and and, and existing um, beyond that is is why I keep doing it because, you know, there's so much more content that gets made nowadays mm-hmm. and uh, there's so much more competition than there used to be. Um, so it's just that thing of making sure that, we're still here and making sure that we're still relevant because we are, because there's nothing like watching a queer film in a predominantly queer audience.
0: I totally agree. I love the film festival. I've got a couple of tickets already bought. So, yeah, it's great. Um, so as you mentioned there about staying relevant, I mean, obviously the LGBTQA plus uh, representation in the media has evolved over the years. Um, how does Queer Screen contribute to showcasing diverse stories and perspectives within our community
1: yeah so it's a really interesting thing so because you've got it um that's one of the things that i love about a film festival is that you can you know even though it's one product that we're Mm. pretty much um showing like film um we can still touch on so many different diverse um, stories and representation and different um you know different faces on screen different types of filmmakers different genres of film we have kind of blessed by that aspect of the fact that we can do that and one of the things that has been really apparent for me over the last probably five or so years in particular is how that diversity is just is just becoming even greater like the representation of people that are making stuff is um is getting more and more diverse um the, the, the diversity of genre of stuff that I'm seeing that we, that we get to put in the festivals now, um, is changing and, and becoming more apparent. And that's really exciting for me.
0: That's great. Um, can you highlight, um, any memorable moments from, uh, past queer screen festivals that had a strong impact on you or the audience?
1: Yeah, there's probably a few. Um, I think, uh, um, probably the one from our Mardi Gras Film Festival, the one that we do in February, was um, we showed Moonlight um, four days after it won the Oscar for Best Film um, in front of 800 predominantly queer people, and and that experience for me was like nothing I had ever kind of had before. It wasn't something that I ever sort of imagined that a film um, like that would win uh, the Oscar, and then also getting to the fact that we got to show it so soon afterwards was was really exciting. Um, we also like. Uh, have had some really great experiences with um, guests that we've had at the festival. We had um, some um, guests at the Quiz Cream Film Fest a few years ago, um, young women who are from um, some web series uh, that are incredibly popular with um, with young people and, and having them, we had people fly in from all over the country um, to go to a meet and greet with these, with these actors. Uh, and it was just, I just, the amount of joy that I just experienced from just facilitating that and making these people have one of the greatest days of their life was just, it just really touched me and it really just made me think about how um, how needed we are because it's mm. something that I would have loved to have had if, when I was a teenager.
0: Same, totally same, I would love that. Um, so with the increasing visibility of LGBTQI plus uh, stories in the mainstream media, how does Queer Screen continue to How are you able to uh, curate and that unique and relevant selection for our audience?
1: Yeah, well, I guess the thing is that Um, mainstream is predominantly uh, the gatekeepers of of mainstream media are not necessarily queer. And, you know, and obviously I am, and, um, and we are here. And so you've got that as one aspect where we're coming from a, from a level and an angle of authenticity. Um, And then, you know, we play a lot of films, um, short films, um, documentaries, um, things that don't make it through to the mainstream, things that won't get distribution, things that won't end up on streaming. Um, And so it, it really does mean that we're showing a, a gamut of, things it's not things that are just commercially viable Um, it's things that are really um, telling a diverse range of stories from all over the globe
0: that's fantastic Um, so uh, the COVID-19 pandemic I mean it changed the landscape of events how did queer screen adapt to those challenges and have there been any unexpected positive outcomes from the shift
1: yeah actually that's That is, uh, we actually as an industry, film festivals, um, I think we were blessed in the way that we, the product that we at least do, which is obviously on screen, means that it is slightly more adaptable to being able to have stuff um, streamed online for people to be able to enjoy not inside a cinema as opposed to other um, arts organisations. Um, So that was a blessing. And what it has done is it's enabled us to do hybrid festivals. Um, So we do an on-demand component and it reaches Australia-wide. And so that means that we're hitting all these people all over because there's not that many queer film festivals in Australia. Mm -hmm. And so it means that people, we have people in every single state and territory that watch our films. It also means that people um, who work night shifts, people who have long children, people who have access issues who can't get to the cinema means that they are able to still um, participate in the festival and 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 watch films, which is fantastic. It is a really interesting thing because, obviously, you know that the coronavirus is still around, and stuff, but the, the world has kind of moved and shifted. A lot of film festivals are no longer offering hybrid festivals, um, but it's something that's really important to Quisperin that we want to continue doing for as long as we can. Um, we can't guarantee that that's obviously going to be able to continue because a lot of um, a lot of filmmakers, sales agents, distributors are now no longer allowing their films to be part of online festivals. Um, And then also we also are beholden to the classification board in terms of what we're allowed to put online. So it's a really kind of watch this space, but we are committed to do it for as long as we can.
0: Yeah. Now, I know uh, since you've come on board as Festival Director, you've implemented a few things, uh, one being the Queer Screen Competition Fund and the other one being uh, Queer Screen Pitch Off. Can you uh, talk to us about both of those initiatives that you started?
1: Yeah, so the completion fund started before I was first when I was on the board. Um, But uh, that's something where we uh, generally give away about Anywhere between fifteen and twenty thousand dollars a year um, to Australian um, features or web series or documentaries that are in post-production, um, and we give them finishing funds. So it might be stuff that they use for um, for sound design or uh, special effects or marketing costs, uh, and that's been a great success um, when we first awarded it in 2016, just before I became festival director, um, and then uh, in uh, the pitch off, Whispering pitch off, which we will be doing as part of and Chris Green Film Fest. Um, that fest, that is a, a, helps emerging filmmakers. It's a $10,000 production fund um, to make short films. And it's incredibly difficult to get funding for short films. Um, and that was one of the reasons why we wanted to start that because we felt like we wanted to really help emerging voices because obviously if you're doing completion funding, they have feature, they've, you know, a lot of the funding has already been found. So that's been really successful. With um, uh, It's really exciting that we're now doing our sixth year of Pitch Off. Um, coming up.
0: Yeah. Now, besides applying for uh, Pitch Off, uh, what other advice would you give to aspiring filmmakers within the LGBTQA community who want to make impactful films and potentially have them featured at festivals like que- Queer Screen?
1: Well, I think you've just got to really um, be true to yourself. And, and if you want to make something, you've just got to make it and, yeah. you know, just um, network and um, try and learn. I think a key thing that I think um, probably more filmmakers possibly need to do is watch more films um, so that you can sort of see what is getting shown at festivals and and if that's kind of an aim for you to get into festivals you kind of need to to watch what's kind of being shown at festivals that you're interested in um and and just kind of see what sort of um stories are being are being told um and and you know whether there are things that are unique or not unique or stories that are you know kind of similar like it's always a really interesting thing um to be able to watch a lot of films and be able to to be able to see those similar And and uniqueness.
0: Exactly. Um, Now, obviously, the film festival starts next week on the 23rd. Um, Can you tell us about uh, the 10th Queer Screen Film Fest and what are some of the highlights during the fest? yeah so
1: the 10th is uh, it's exciting it's our 10-year um anniversary um and the first festival uh we started it was done on the smell of an oily rag entirely by volunteers and we had i think 411 people um turn up to that festival where we basically were at dendy newtown and and also at the the um at the newtown hotel and so it was really tiny we only did a few films um this one i'm hoping to get quite a few more than 400 i think i've got more than 400 people coming to opening night so that's yeah. exciting But um, the the opening night film in particular uh, called Blue Jean is I think one of the best um, films with a lesbian protagonist I've seen in years Um, and it's uh, it's just a fantastic film that's set sort of in Thatcher-era London about a closeted PE teacher and her butch girlfriend um, and just how she has a very compartmentalised life with her, how she's um, at school and then um, her very queer, like, life. She lives outside of school and... And those two things, um, the wall will start to break down between them because of um, a, a student at her school. And so how she deals with that um, is just really fascinating. And, and it's made by a fantastic up and coming uh, filmmaker. It's a first time feature, Georgia Oakley, uh, and the lead actress is um, phenomenal uh, in the role. So I highly recommend um, that one. I also think we've got, um, we don't always play Australian stuff um, in this particular festival. Often uh, we keep it for Mardi Gras, but I really had a few opportunities to play some Australian stuff this year. and we've got a double kind of um, a double feature sort of of two uh, two films that kind of go for about 40 minutes each um, and it's uh, Triple O and Fanny Scat Investigates and they're both um, just very funny uh, and I think we all could do with a laugh. Um, mm. Triple O is about two paramedics um, and uh, there's sort of the, the weird kind of situations that they get themselves in, um, and it's quite sexy and, and funny. Um, and uh, Fanny Scat Investigates was actually a completion fund recipient um, earlier this year. Uh, um, it's a web series, and this is the pilot episode that we're going to be showing um, about a drag queen um, who needs to supplement her um, drag income by becoming a private investigator. Uh, and it's very silly and very fun. Uh, so I think that should be a a great night, and we've also the other Australian film that we're playing is a documentary called Equal the Contest, um, which is from a non-binary filmmaker, and it's about an inclusive um, AFL uh, club in the Country of Victoria, uh, and about their sort of struggles and strives to try and uh, make sure that their club is accepted into the local league um, and wanting to be so inclusive from the get-go. And it's really interesting and uh, a fascinating film.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward. You have a great diversity in um, films. In fact, I've got tickets to go and see uh, the double feature as well. So I'll be looking forward oh, to good, that. With And of course, uh, with Fanny Scott, it's um, Trevor Ashley, of course, the famous drag it Sydney is. drag queen. Um, yes. So... Uh, maybe besides those three major things, have you got any personal favourites in the in the film festival? Not so much highlights, but no,
1: That's a good question. Um, I really like um, Medusa Deluxe, mm. um, which is a film that's actually playing Melbourne International Film Festival at the moment as well. Um, we've got its Sydney premiere, and it's uh, it's kind of the way it's shot is like it's it's basically shot um, in kind of one take. Mm. Um, and it just covers like the you know one sort of cycle of like 90 minutes um and it's sort of at this um, flamboyant hairdressing competition uh and there's been somebody is killed at the start of the film and it's kind of like a whodunit uh mystery and very camp and uh and it's really stylized and um i really enjoyed it and i um i think it should uh i think it should do quite well and i also really loved um uh, monster uh, which is the film that uh, won the Queer Palm at Cannes and also Best Screenplay. Um, it's from Japan uh, and it's uh, a kind of, it's a mystery that sort of unravels um, where you see it from three different perspectives. They're kind of uh, about two young boys, uh, a mother and a teacher, and you don't really know what's going on as the film kind of unravels and you, you get more and more information. And when you see it from different perspectives, you kind of, you know, you can, ju- you be judging from one perspective and then you see it from the other and, and um, more things come to light, uh, and it's just a really, really well-made film.
0: Cool. Um, now, I suppose in our little Sydney bubble, we might see Queer Screen as a, a a Sydney thing, but it's not, is it? You've got other. You go out to the regions and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so obviously we have the On Demand program, which is um, nationwide, which has some of the films and also has some uh, encores of films that we Mm. have played in the past. Um, And then we go to the Blue Mountains um, uh, with this particular festival. With the Mardi Gras Film Festival, we also um, go to Canberra after the festival as well. But with this one, we just go to the Blue Mm. Mountains, um, September 15th to 17th. We're taking four films up there. Uh, It's always lovely going up to Mount Victoria um, to Mount Vic Flicks. Um, It's such a great cinema. Always want to get the soup. (laughs) Yeah. They make good good soup. I'll have to have the (laughs) soup next time
0: I'm there, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, so um, where do you see um, Queer Screen going in the future? Like, what sort of plans have you got and what's your aspirations for Queer Screen?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, the fact that we're celebrating 30 years is we want to make sure that we're we're viable and that we can continue to exist because, you know, things things are, are, are not cheap and it um, it takes a lot of um, not only money but also time resource um, uh, we couldn't exist without um, sponsors and without our volunteers and our members and our donors um, so it's just about making sure that we continue continue to thrive and exist and um, a sustainable but also making sure that we're always looking at opportunities that we've that arise to to help um, filmmakers because that's why we're here if we didn't have the, the, the films we, we wouldn't exist and so we'll be looking at um, new initiatives that we might be able to do to help to help yeah. filmmakers in Australia
0: yeah now you actually mentioned a few things there about um, you know your memberships I'm a proud member myself um, and so how can people, Um, a support you and then how does they get involved if they want to get involved as well
1: yeah, so there's lots of things you do. So obviously, you can um if you just go to Queerscreen.org.au, that's how you can find out all the information about Queerscreen. So you can um, donate through there. Uh, you which um where it's totally tax deductible for anyone donating over two dollars. Um, you can also become um a member. We have memberships that range from ten dollars up to three hundred and fifty dollars. Um, you can also uh, volunteer with us. We're always looking for volunteers, whether it's um wearing a pink shirt at the at the um at the festival and ushering, or whether it's helping out in the office or helping out with marketing or helping out on our board or there's numerous things that you can do as a volunteer um, and then obviously the biggest thing is um and the the bulk of the thing is is come to the festivals like you uh, we need the community to support our festivals and and to to make sure that we're getting bums on seats and 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 or people watching at home because uh we do it for the community and that's that's why we're here so having community support is vital
0: yeah and i have to say the volunteers at the events are amazing and they do a great job
1: they do they're a fantastic bunch of people and it's uh it's a great way to make um to make friends and and meet people that you might not normally meet is um volunteering yeah
0: all right now obviously uh it's the 10th queer screen film festival it's from the 23rd to the 27th of august uh the films are showing at the event cinemas in george street in the city now you can get tickets you can see the full program at queerscreen.org.au and I want to thank you, Lisa Rose, for, A, putting on the amazing festivals, and thank you for talking to us today on Gay Waves. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Mark. We'll see you Sofa. at the festival. we Will do. Definitely, I'll be there. Hi, Mark Haddon here, producer of Gay Waves. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate the episode and subscribe to the channel. You can also get in touch with us. Our email address is gaywaves at 2ser.com us on all social media channels just search Gay Waves thanks for listening